and welcome to Money Chats with Bounce Financial. My name is Ben Brett. And I am Cara Brett. And we're here to talk to you about all things finance and adulting. And lots of money chats, which is our <laughs> favorite thing to talk about. Uh, so this is the first podcast we have with Money Chats, and we're really looking forward to bringing this to you and, and uh, kind of bringing uh, some interesting information about how to grow your wealth and how to grow your money. Um, it might be a really good opportunity to introduce, I guess, what we want to achieve with this podcast. Cara, do you want to describe, I guess, what we want to do with this? So the idea of this podcast is to really address, I suppose, so many of the questions and the challenges that when we're dealing with our clients, they come up against. Mm. When it comes to building wealth um, over the long term, when it comes to doing things like buying houses, renovating, sending kids to private school, figuring out wills, investing, all of that stuff, there are so many um, hurdles and bits of information that people don't know. So part of this is to really help from an education standpoint, but also introduce a lot of the professionals that we're potentially going to need to deal with throughout our financial lives um, and ask them all the nitty gritty questions that people are too embarrassed to ask or that don't even know the questions to ask to really help educate the listeners um, to know what they should be doing at the right times. Yeah. So I think the, the question is, is, is this podcast for you? So this podcast is very much geared towards people who are perhaps in their 30s in their 40s, uh, maybe their late 20s, people who are going through life's big transitions. They're doing things like they're buying homes, they're having families, they're organizing maternity leave, they're trying to update their wills, they're doing all the adult things and they're trying to figure out how to navigate it. And that's largely the type of clients we work with in our business, Bounce Financial. Um, and it's also the people we want to help in this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and just a little bit about Bounce Financial, because it's probably a little bit relevant here. Yes. Uh, we're a financial planning firm. We do holistic goals-based financial planning. And the way that we see the world is that um, financial planning isn't just about trying to make as much money as possible. It is about making sure that your finances really fit into your lifestyle and your life goals. And that's what we are all about at Bounce Financial. And so the types of clients we are working with is exactly what Ben discussed. And those you know, people between the ages are sort of 30 to 45, um, transitioning, thinking about all the things that they need to be doing and navigating all of those life's changes. And for us, we really love the idea of putting together a plan financially, obviously, but taking into account all of those goals and working with our clients to help them through that journey. Hmm. So some of the episodes we will have coming up in this podcast, uh, we've lined up a discussion with a mortgage broker to talk about the process, I guess, of borrowing money to buy your first home or to renovate or to upgrade your home. Um, we've lined up a chat with an estate planning lawyer to ask all those questions about wills and power of mm -hmm. attorneys and all those things that you need to get done. Exactly. Um, and there's a number of other professionals that will be coming up. Um, during this initial uh podcast, our initial uh, episode, I guess what we want to do is we want to talk a little bit about our journey and how we got to where we, we got. Um, everything that we do at Bounce Financial, we do personally. We're very much focused on um, trying to live a life that aligns to our values. So we too are, are walking this path and we'd love to share that in this podcast. Yes. And, um, and if it hasn't become obvious just yet, <laughs> probably should mention that Ben and I are married. And so we when we're discussing this, we're talking about it from a couple as well as business owners as well and professional financial advisors, but I better sort of bring that out 
initially because we do have the last the same last name. I'm really glad you brought that up because <laughs> I, I probably would have just moved forward and discussed it. I imagine we would have had listeners going, I don't understand why these business partners do so much together. <laughs> exactly. Or are they brother and sister because they have the same <laughs> surname. So yes, we are married, but um, you know, we, we sort of have slightly different um, you know, journeys, I suppose, to get where we got to today, but we did have somewhat similar upbringings, right? Yes. So, you know, both Ben and I are of similar age. So I just turned 36 and you are 35. Um, and we were both brought up in, I suppose, relatively low socioeconomic households. Mm. Um, I went to a public school. I did as well. Yes. Uh, and we, you know, we both had to have part-time jobs throughout high school and university to sort of make our way. So, you know, very much, I suppose, from a young age, we would both say we were we're pretty much on our own when it comes to navigating all things financial, all things adulting, figuring out how to manage, you know, just even... You think about when you first started a job and you had to get your first tax file number. Yes. You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff was all 100% on our on our own. It wasn't really discussed in our house. As I imagine it wasn't in yours. You know, we, we just didn't talk about money. We didn't talk about jobs or, or goals or anything like this. It was very much just a getting through day-to-day life. So, you know, once I hit adulthood, I think we've had to kind of figure out it as we go along, much like many people. Um, and, you know, we've had to lean on a lot of different people we've met throughout the years, different professionals to try and help us navigate this. And I guess that's what we want to help people and un- help people find the right people to support them. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like I'm a financial advisor. I've been one for a very, very long time. But to be honest, I, I almost feel like one of the reasons I was pushed in the direction of this career is because... I grew up, you know, relatively poor. We'll call it poor. Yes. And I really just didn't want to be that in my future life. And so I've always had a keen interest in finance. And even before my university degree, I was always trying to figure out what I needed to be doing. Yes. Um, and so hence it's led to a bit of a career out of the whole thing. <laughs> but it's always something I wanted to know. And most of our clients that we deal with, they, they want to know. They want to know things. Like, I know I need to be investing. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. So, so that's why obviously one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast as well. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit, I guess, about what childhood was like for you. So, you know, why don't you describe, I guess, um, some of the places you lived and, and how, how you lived and, and what it looked like? Yeah. Um, So, you know, uh, born in Melbourne, grew up majority in Queensland. Uh, We, my parents did buy houses, um, but we had very, very, very basic houses. I remember one of my childhood homes, which I love and I have fond memories of. We had to pull up the carpet because they're, um, it was, you know, it was terrible and, you know, slept on mattresses on the floor for a few years. And it's always a fun joke in the family that I don't know some TV references because for a number of years there, we just didn't have a TV in our house. Um, But, you know, always food on the table, always shelter, always got to school, always clothes on my back. So relatively happy. But I do come from a broken family who separated and, um, and then essentially, you know, really had to start working from a young age to, I suppose buy the things that I needed as a sort of 14, 15 year old, 16 year old girl going through school. So that's kind of my background. I went to school, I got good grades, um, but wasn't really sure what the next steps for me were Mm. after that. 
So that's that's my uh, non-TV childhood. What about you? <laughs> well, mine wasn't quite as poor, I imagine, as yours. Um, <laughs> we had a TV and we loved it, which is great. Um, but, you know, we, we weren't exactly wealthy. You know, like we didn't have a whole lot of money to go around. We always, we, we had a blessed childhood. You know, we always had food. We always had good friends around and supportive parents. But really, I, I think the biggest thing that lacked for us that became apparent when I became adult is there just really wasn't a lot of uh, knowledge about how the greater world works and you know how jobs work and you know even when I found myself starting my first job I really felt a little bit out of place a little bit like I didn't understand the rules that existed so um, yeah it was it was a good childhood largely I, I grew up on Braby Island in, in Queensland so it was very uh, sheltered uh, <laughs> living in what is the oldest community in uh, <laughs> Queensland. Except you did have a beach, so that's That's positive. true, and it's a very beautiful beach. So, um, yeah, so we, we did uh, – where did we meet? What was the age we met? Uh, I believe I was 25 and you were 24 yes. around then. Yes. So about 11, 12 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, like, at that stage we were both pretty at the start of our career. So, Ben, you had um, – we're just actually finishing your law degree. That's correct, yes. Uh, because prior to this, Ben was a lawyer, and we'll probably get on to that. Ben was just finishing his law degree, and I was actually still – I was working in financial services um, for some insurance and superannuation companies and essentially just, at the, you know, like living in share houses, doing things like, um, you know, I had – got my my first new car and had a car loan at that stage so like some some light adulting at that point in time but we essentially when we did meet we came together in a pretty similar situation in that we didn't really have that much money behind us we had a little bit of savings and that was about it really just at the start of our career wasn't it yes yeah I just returned from living overseas so I think I had very little left to my name and was looking for a job when I yes when we first met so yeah I think it it was good for us to start I guess in the same starting point and to try and work our way up from there and work out what we need to do yeah and we we really did sort of come together, um, make some, some plans. And, and I suppose the first major thing that we ended up doing was we bought our first unit. Yeah. And that was a couple of years later. I think even bringing it back, like the first sort of discussions we had about how we would combine money as a couple. Mm. And this comes up a lot for our clients where they're, they're, they're meeting their partner and they're d- deciding to combine money or maybe they haven't combined money previously, but they're about to have children. Um, and so having those discussions around how we're going to combine money and the rules we're going to set up and, and to do that is, um, I think, one of our first challenges, really. Yeah, we did. And, I, and we, we did align that to when we first moved in together. So prior to buying a unit, we we rented um, something, I suppose, to test the waters. <laughs> um, but we we had some pretty serious chats about money, how we wanted to manage that. Did we want to combine it at that point in time? And if we did, how are we going to do it that made it feel fair and even for both of us? Yes. And when we did move in together, we actually combined our money immediately. Yes. Um, but that's not to say that we didn't have some pretty serious chats and set up systems and order made it into a way that worked for us. And that has actually evolved over time, um, as, as we'll probably get through in different podcasts that we're going to do. But that was something that we did early on, and it really, really helped us 
to, I suppose, one, distill down the joint goals and values that we have and make sure that everyone felt like they were getting the things that they needed out of the relationship, out of our finances and out of life. Um, And it also meant that no one was ahead of the other. So at different times in our career, I've earned more money than Ben and Ben's earned more money than me, but that didn't really matter because the whole pool of money was a joint pool of money from that point of time on. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily work for everyone, but that's how we decided to navigate it. Yeah. I think every couple is different. And I, you know, with a lot of my clients, I talk to them about this, about finding the right balance for them. You know, for us personally, we found that um, we appreciated the fairness of joining our money as a whole but then from there having separate money for our own separate needs and we will probably touch on this in other parts of the podcast when it comes to budgeting and setting up account structures and buckets Um, but yeah it's it's something that I guess we went through ourselves and Mm -hmm. we understand what it's like Um, we talked about the purchase of the unit Um, why don't you talk about I guess uh, some of the things that that we struggled with, you know, some of the things that we needed, we needed to reach out to people to help us understand. Yeah. Buying, um, buying our first unit, we had, we had a good deposit. We'd saved money over a couple of years, um, due to obviously all those conversations we had about how to manage our money. Mm. Um, but buying our first unit was such an interesting, you know, time of our life because we couldn't really rely on our parents or anyone around us to help us. They didn't, you know, they had bought properties before, but to be honest, I don't think they had the full scope of understanding as to how to go about these things in the right way. And we did not know who to turn to, um, but we did have a good idea of how much we could afford. So this unit that we ended up buying was about $300,000. Um, we knew it wasn't a forever home for us, yes. Um, but it was our first entryway into property and we knew that we could afford that. We knew we could afford the body corporate. But I ended up having to turn to a lady I worked with, Louise, who helped us immeasurably, didn't she? Yes. Because... I basically had to say to her, I want to buy a unit. What do I need to do? Mm. And she helped me. She introduced me to her mortgage broker who helped us with the lending. And that was amazing. She literally helped me to understand how to complete um, a a job uh, job offer, a a house offer, a house contract, because I had never done it before. I had no idea about um, building and pest time periods. I had no idea about when you set settlement dates for or anything. Yes. so she literally held my hand to complete um, these contracts so that we understood what we needed to do. Yeah. And if it wasn't for her, you know, I'm sure we would have made a hell of a lot more mistakes than than we did. Yes. And this comes up a lot for our clients. You know, we, we kind of step into that position for them in that perhaps they haven't bought a house before and they're unsure who they need to engage or what they need to be doing. So, um yeah, it comes up quite a lot. And it is a, it's, it's an interesting thing that I think the first time you kind of do this task, you're spending more money than you've ever spent on anything else mm-hmm. in your life. So yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. I, I honestly remember the first time we signed a contract sitting in a room for $300,000, <laughs> just absolutely packing it because <laughs> it's such a, you know, the most I'd ever spent was buying a car, which was 20 grand. Um, so 300,000 just seemed just like an astronomical, astronomical figure. Outrageous. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we're really thankful for the help that we had at that time because yes. um, 
you know, we really, really needed it. We were very green. And like Ben said, that's a lot of the people that we do help as well. And at that time, probably important to note, we knew that getting our life insurances were really important Yes. because, and I was working in the industry as a financial advisor at that time and just starting my training um, because uh, we had debt. We had pretty substantial debt for us at that period of time. Mm. And we knew we needed to make sure we were covering that and thinking forward about some of the things coming up in our life. Yes. We're also pretty young still, so healthy and <laughs> easy to get. But we addressed that at that point in time as well because we thought that was really important. Yeah, this does come up a lot for our clients. Um, insurance isn't something you can get as a matter of right. You actually do need to be healthy to be able to apply for it. So doing it young was important to us. We also understood, I guess, that our greatest asset at that time was our earning capacity. We mm-hmm. knew that we had a lifetime of earnings ahead of us and we'd been working hard to get university degrees and educate ourselves. And we just knew that if we didn't have the right insurance and something happened to us, that we just wouldn't, you know, that, that we'd lose our greatest asset. Yep. So, is, and that's something, again, we'll probably touch on, but income protection was, was really important to us at that period of time. Yeah. So we did that and, and, and probably then for a couple of years, we, you know, a, aggressively tried to pay down that unit. Yes. Um, we also saved and paid for a wedding yes. during that period because, um, you know, that was all, that was all on us. And we started investing. And we started investing, small investing, but we started investing at that period of time. Yeah. yeah. It was a very different time for investments too. When, when we started, I guess you didn't have these micro investing apps like um, Raise and things that exist. No. We, we really had to, I think the minimum investment, the one we, we went into had a $25,000 minimum. Yes. So yes. Um, you really had to, to step into it big. So it's, it's, it's kind of good now that you had the option to sort of dip your toe in the water and not have to to take as much risk as perhaps we did back then. Exactly. Mm. We also, during that time is when uh, I started Bounce Financial. So I would, you... That's correct, yes. You've got a confused look on your face, but I remember distinctly living in the unit, which was two bedroom and very small. um, And that is when I started Bounce Financial. Uh, So again, we had that mortgage and you were working as a solicitor. Yes. Yeah. And you know, like that was a period of time where we took a bit of a risk and again, navigating, starting a business. And to be honest, Louise, who helped us with the house also helped me on the business side of things. She was, she was really yeah. helpful for a lot of things. We're very <laughs> lucky to, and you know, there's been lots of different people in our life that have, have come in and out and have offered us really great uh, help, which we, we needed, you yeah. know? And also at that stage, because I was starting a business, we needed to engage an accountant. And the reason that we needed to engage an accountant is because we needed to structure the business in a specific way. It's a financial services company. Um, You know, you can't just open a shingle one day and say, I'm a financial advisor. You need to be licensed through ASIC. You need to meet certain requirements, have certain education standards. And so the way that we structured our business with trusts and things like that was really important. So again, we needed to seek the advice and guidance from an accountant to set us up correctly from day dot. And so we did that at that time too. Yes. Yeah. And this, again, I mean, this comes up for our clients all the time and we help them navigate this process. So 
identifying which accountant you're going to use, the type of account, you know, like I think when we when we started the business, we saw a few accountants and one accountant we saw was a, a, a big wig <laughs> Brisbane accountant who was amazing and really great and generous with their time. But we realized straight away that we'd, we'd picked the wrong accountant. We'd picked an accountant that was geared towards a, a huge firm and not necessarily a tiny little practice like ours. So, Starting out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so understanding, I guess, the different types of accountants and how you can go about this was, was something that we've had to learn, I guess, the hard way. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we can help people with yeah exactly from there um we ended up selling the unit and we rented for a year now the unit the there's various reasons why we sold it there's actually a huge um increase of units being built in brisbane at that time and we actually saw the writing on the wall that unit oversupply could be an issue for us yes um and we sold it I think very much at the right time, <laughs> if, if, if history is uh, showing us anything. And we rented for about a year. And the reason is, is that we weren't 100% sure where or what kind of place we wanted to buy next. Yes. And I think some people are a bit worried about renting for small periods of time, you know, because they feel like it's going backwards. But for us, it was a smart move because we didn't, we weren't a hundred percent set on what the next step was for us. Yeah. And again, purchasing a house and it was an upgrade of a house is a big call. Like yeah. it's a big purchase. You want to get it right. You don't want to be doing it um, when you're flustered because you live in a two bedroom unit and you need some more space. So we rented for a year until we eventually bought the house that we're in now. Yeah. I think um, at the time too, our business was young. We mm-hmm. were a bit unsure about what our income was going to look like. Kara um, was working in the business, but I was working as a solicitor, um, essentially bringing in the money whilst the business was young. Um, the intention was always that I was going to join the business. And I think we were trying to figure out how best to make that happen, whether mm-hmm. we, we could do that by spending a little less and perhaps do it, or whether we should wait a couple of years and, and go from there. But it did come down to the point where we thought yeah we're in a good position and it's probably time to buy a house to live in Mm -hmm. for the next sort of five to ten years correct so we did that and I suppose that was um, a bit of a turning point for us too in that we really started to I guess double down on this whole adulting side of things didn't Mm, we you know we bought um, you know a bigger house Uh, the business was going really well we started um, actively investing and contributing in our superannuation funds more aggressively. We, we you know, we reviewed our insurances to suit our new, new needs. Yes. Um, we made sure our will and power of attorney were appropriate because we got a business now. Yes. Um, we aggressively paid down our home loan and um, we started investing a little bit more aggressively and regularly yes uh which again are all the things that we address with our clients but we knew it was the perfect time for us to take our our personal financial plan to the next level and start putting in place these structures to be long lasting plans for us so that we knew it was going to build slowly over time without us having to think about it too much yeah and at the same time i guess we're investing in our personal lives we're also investing in the business so yes. you know we hired our first staff member before i'd even joined um you know we, we were doing things like uh we, we took an office i think we originally mm-hmm. started you started the business in a in a bedroom in our house yep um but we took an office and, and did that so yeah there was a lot of, I guess, investment in the future. 
Correct. Yeah. And I guess like, and that's, you know, that was a few years ago now. And so we're a few years down the track. We've been in this house for a little while. The business has grown. We've got more staff members. Mm. You know, the investments have continued to do what they need to do. Um, and everything is kind of tracking exactly, if not better than what we expected it to be. Yes. Um, which is which has been really awesome. And and again, one of the reasons why we want to do this podcast is to share the journey that we've come on to say, look, what we're recommending and what we're talking to people about, we've actually been doing for the last 11, 12 years. Yes. Um, but it's also like a big component of sharing what our business does, sharing what other professionals do that we have needed to engage and will continue to need to engage throughout our lives as we continue to, to move forward. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about us and uh, our journey. I think we missed the final one, which was me joining the business. Oh, that's, yeah, that's apparently important. Isn't that, it? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big day for us. And it was a very exciting time for me, you know, having worked in a job that I really liked. Um, but I was, I really wanted to join the business. We'd been planning it for years and we'd been building it and, you know, we'd hired staff and I, you know, in the background doing a lot of work and, you know, I was able to, to leave my full-time well-paying legal job and pursue the business with you as a, mm-hmm. as a team. So now our uh, entire financial future is, is geared towards one business <laughs> and our many investments that we've, uh, we've been doing outside of it. <laughs> the question we get all the time is how can you actually work with your partner but it's it is pretty good it works really well doesn't yeah it? and I think like this is going to come back to um a big focus for us which we touched on initially and that's that you really especially when it comes to partners um and families you know which is the majority of people we work with we really need to understand what your values are around life around lifestyle around the things that make you happy um and because you know ben and i spent a lot of time in those early years discussing that figuring out ways that suited us and continuing to learn together uh, you know through all of the things we discussed we really developed our joint values as a couple as well as our individual values which can be completely different yes um and that has really helped us sort of continue on as we have throughout all of these changes and whatever changes are coming up in the future for us. Yes. Um, and so, you know, part of sharing this story with you is to be able to highlight that. But also when we're talking to people and we're talking to clients, it all comes down to the values. It all comes down to what it is you are trying to achieve out of life because nobody wants to be a miserable millionaire. they want to actually you know if you want to grow your wealth awesome but you want to use it to live a life that you want to live um, and that's kind of what we're all about yes I I like to say regularly money's meant to be spent that's its whole purpose Um, so really trying to identify what it is you want to spend that money on and how do we make that happen Exactly. Awesome. So that's what we're all about. Wonderful. Well, um, thank you for recording this with me today. Uh, we'll have a few exciting episodes coming up. Like I said, we've lined up a mortgage broker. We've lined up an accountant. Um, we're going to have a few different professionals that will help you navigate. Plus, we'll be talking, I guess, about the things we do with our clients and the things that come up for them. So um, stay tuned. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye.